Osiris. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Hey everybody, I'm Brian Saxon. And I'm Michael Shields, and we are the hosts of Welcome to the Party Pal, the mind-bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed. Welcome to the Party Pal is a celebration of the art of cinema and filmmaking, where movies and television shows are deconstructed and analyzed to evaluate their grandeur. Guests will include the filmmakers and industry insiders that craft the works of art that we celebrate here when you join the party. Welcome to the Party Pal is part of the Osiris Podcast Network. Everybody, this is Donnie B, the host of Female Centrics, the first and only female fish community podcast. Uh, we welcome you here for our 46th, 47th woo, episode. And uh, today our, we are going to be interviewing Kylie Fitch, who is the photojournalist who runs the project on uh, through Instagram and Facebook of Humans of Fish, which is uh, an amazing project, uh, photographing fans and capturing their stories as well. And uh, today we were trying to get Miss Jillian in and uh, it just didn't work and she'll be with us. She'll be with us again soon. But I'm super psyched because I have my man, Mr. Snakey, Jason. Hello. Yellow. <laughs> How we doing? I'm very good. Very good, babes. So I'm psyched that we found uh, Kylie because I think it, it really works well and connects our uh, archiving fish tour stories which what we've been going with here. Right. It seems like uh, both projects kind of started from the same idea in a way. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you're, well, you're, it's all started with a book idea, but no one reads books. So we had to go to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I say we, you had to go to podcasts and I get to ride along sometimes. <laughs> you're right here with me. I wouldn't be doing this out, you baby. <laughs> but it is totally cool. It's, uh, you know, I'm sure some people might be familiar with uh, the, what is it? Humans, Humans of in New York. York City. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's totally cool. She takes great photos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a riff off of that one. So, um, and so I wanted to share with everybody. So if you have uh, been followers of us, then you know one of our, our people that step in, which is uh, one of our best friends. Uh, we call him Johnny Ocelot. Uh, so Johnny is now living in Guatemala. So he kind of breaks time. He comes and lives up here with us and he's down in Guatemala. Sometimes he's and over in uh, in California and whatnot, but he has started his own podcast. It's called The Lake Effect. You have to really put the in there because they're joking about uh, if it's a lake effect, it uh, might run you into something in Minnesota, but The Lake Effect. And uh, he is four episodes in. You can find him on iTunes and um he has been chatting. So one of his last episodes, he was chatting with a woman who is running... Uh, uh, solar solar light projects, uh, panel projects in uh, um, Mayan 
small Mayan communities that beforehand just didn't have electricity at night and whatnot. And uh, and then there's just other uh, episodes of him and his buddies. <laughs> well, how would the solar panels give him electricity at night? Well, because it runs the... <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Come on, guys. We're joking, guys. We're joking here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so he's got he's got he's really up and coming. He's he's got his thing going on. It's him and his buddy and uh, his buddies in there chatting in the jungle. And it's I love it because you can just hear the the birds tweeting. He's running a hippie room. hostel in the jungle, right? <laughs> So uh, if you're interested and you want to listen to more of our lovely Johnny Ocelot, which I believe he goes by Jackson on uh, on The Lake Effects, check him out on iTunes. And um, yeah, so we'll be back in a minute with Kylie Fitch, who runs Humans of Fish. At Osiris, we know that many of our listeners are making it out to live music shows all the time. And we love that. We want to help you connect with the artists and music you love so those live experiences feel even more meaningful. We also want to make sure music fans stay safe when they're out there having fun. The unregulated sale and use of substances is common at many live music events, and unfortunately, so is drug misrepresentation. We're proud to partner with DanceSafe to raise awareness about this danger. DanceSafe is a nonprofit organization that provides adulterate screening services as well as peer-based education to help support people in making informed decisions about their health and safety. DanceSafe prevents harm from consumption of misidentified substances for thousands of people every year. Here's Mitchell Gomez, executive director at DanceSafe. I think often people think of DanceSafe as just a drug testing group. Uh, the reality is we set up at events all the time where we're not able to provide drug checking services. And we're still there providing education, providing other harm reduction materials, uh, and making sure that everybody is getting the information they need to be as safe as they can in whatever choices they make. When you're out there seeing your favorite artist, dance like nobody's watching, but dance safe because your life may depend on it. To donate or learn more, visit dancesafe.org and look out for their booth at your next music event. We are back with Kylie Fitch, who runs the Humans of Fish photo, which is a photojournalist project, and it lives on currently on Instagram and Facebook. But uh, sooner than later, it will have its own website. So, welcome, Kylie. Hi, thanks for having me. You are so welcome. And Kylie, today our my co-host is my husband, Jason. Yo, <laughs> glad to have you. All right. So I uh, I found Kylie on Instagram and super psyched to, to find your project. And uh, now that we've connected, because, you know, as I was talking to you, Kylie, in our little pre-interview of just us sort of uh, chatting and getting to know each other and setting up this out, uh, the outline of the show, that you and I have very similar interests in archiving fish fans stories. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So why don't we start with what I ask with every uh, ask everybody, all of our, our guests with uh, what is your fish story? How'd you get into this circus? Circus indeed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so as a as a hardcore 3.0 fan, you could call me. Mm -hmm. It all started back in my days as a college student at the University of Vermont, um, where you essentially 
grandfather. You either in. get <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you really either you get in or you get out when you're living in Burlington, Vermont. And um, in my four years as a student there, uh, actually the first three, I was very aware of fish in the community, but I just wasn't participating in it. I didn't really have anyone holding my hand, giving now, me um, now you what know years, the what's what on on what, fish. Yeah, what years were you um, were you there at UVM? Yeah, I was there on campus from 2010 to 2014. I love and you know what's cool to me too is that I love that it's it was still this big thing during that time. You know? Oh, absolutely. The fish culture is so strong in Burlington. Mm. Um, you know, you walk down Church Street and all the bars and restaurants are playing fish and there are like fish themed yoga classes. What? And it's just <laughs> Yeah, it's everywhere. Um, so you know, it's like blatantly in your face all the time, and there's nectars. You even and have a choice. <laughs> you you kind of don't have a choice, but yeah. you either you choose to be in on it or you choose to just avoid it. That's the choice. Huh? And where uh, so, where did you hail from before Burlington? Yeah, uh, my dad lives in the Boston area, and my mom lives down in Florida. So I spent a lot of time growing up. But I'm just an East Coast kid. Mm-hmm. through and through and um you know i feel like fish is as it fish is the most relevant on the east coast you know like it's just such a saturated fan base on the east coast oh totally that's um, where they sewed their oats well yeah and, to, and when i saw your number i was like wait a minute she's a mascot because i'm from massachusetts as well i went to salem state but i grew up in mattapoisett down near new bedford Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I live out in Salt Lake City right now. And it's really fun when I make a new connection and I give out my phone number and someone recognizes the area code and they're like, oh, 617, you're from Boston. Massachusetts. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So let's see. So um, my final, I guess my final summer living in Burlington before my senior year, um, the crowd I was hanging out with they had plans to go to SPAC for a a three-night run and I knew it was going to be a good time I really didn't know anything about fish I couldn't identify more than a couple songs Mm -hmm. so I just went along for the ride and um that particular group of friends um they just didn't do a very good job of introducing me the way I would have preferred to be introduced like there's it's such a big scene there are so many nuances, so many inside jokes. You know, it's an ever-evolving, dynamic community. And I roll up and kind of felt like I was just spending for myself that whole weekend. Oh, my gosh. Um, it really, it was not a fun weekend for me at all. I walked away just totally depleted. Yeah. Got back to Burlington and crashed on my couch and needed to take a minute. Um, but over the next couple of months, I revisited those shows since, you know, you get the show with your ticket. Mm-hmm. And I went back and revisited, you know, some of my favorite moments from those shows. What were the favorite moments uh, from those shows? Because we were at those shows, too. And for us, so we're like head on into it. You know, for us, that was like. Was that the psycho killer year and the sabotage year? I don't think so. I think that was 12. I, I remember the, you know, the, the classics, the the songs that stand out to to a fish newcomer. Like they played Tweezer. They played Possum. They played a Wilson. Mm-hmm. and seeing Wilson for the first time when you don't know anything about Wilson was like, you know, insane cult chanting. <laughs> what is this? Right. <laughs> um, 
they played loving cup oh they played a yam on sunday and i like snuck down to the pit yep Uh, so i got to see the trampolines up close for the first time there were highlights for sure but it was just not a good weekend for me um so i honestly didn't walking away from that weekend i I didn't think i was ever going to do fish again and then mulling over it more and more with those recordings um fall tour 2013 was announced i had a girlfriend who had been on tour uh years prior with um a boyfriend of hers she was super big into the scene and so um we decided to skip class i think it was like a tuesday or a wednesday for that glens falls 2013 show i love tuesday night shows i really do <laughs> it was a really special night yeah. um because that was the first time they had played glens falls since the 94 halloween show mm-hmm. so they brought back um while my guitar gently weeps and back in the ussr just a really good night. And Fishman did and not then, get naked that night and run across the stage that time. Because that's what he did in 90 at that the last show that he was there for. <laughs> Do you yeah, know there that? Was no, yeah. No repeat of that. Nope. <laughs> no, no, few no years later. <laughs> yeah. We've all grown up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'd say show number four for me. That's when I was like, okay, I'm so in. Let's mm-hmm. do this. Um, so... Yeah, that was 2013. And then fast forward six, seven, eight years down the road. And um, Fish is like one of the number one defining pieces of my friendships and my community and like just my general merriment and livelihood. Yeah. It's funny uh, you bring that up because I have a somewhat similar story. I hadn't been. I had never been to a fish show until I got with my um, now wife over sitting across from me now. Um, and I, I didn't go until 2010. Like, yeah, I'd been to other jam bands and things. And we went in October in 2010. And now I'm uh, doing a fish podcast. <laughs> Well, and and what I was talking to, I was telling Jason earlier about how, you know, your first shows, you didn't have like that, like guide for you where I was like, had him in training from the beginning. Cause I'm like, all right, if you're going to be with me, we're going to do this. <laughs> like, this is, you know, this is what it's about. But I mean, I didn't have to sell him hard. I've, the, for you to know, at the 10, 26, 10 show Manchester, it is off the charts and definitely one in my top five of 3.0 and he jason prefers more of the heavy like dirty like, like dirty stinky yeah, nasty rotten fish creamy and like all that you know where i wasn't a big i was more into the lighter stuff before i met jason so going into that show which is just fabulous they start with after midnight and then go right into sloth and and you know that show in particular was just i mean it was like all right donnie's bringing her for you know whatever they like tailored it for us it was no problem that's what i think anyway (laughs) uh jason it sounds like you need one of those make fish evil again hats oh well yeah sure (laughs) that's that seems that's uh that's a dicey subject but uh (laughs) i I could agree with you i mean i I would love to make fish evil again (laughs) You know, I think they pull it off, though. I mean, they're definitely, they you know, yeah, they it comes, they they come and go on it. I mean, these last Providence shows, that's what, you know, when Mary and I were talking about, because my, one of my co-hosts, Mary, she's the first person who got me into fish. So we were at Providence together. And for me, the first night was, was pretty, it's that East Coast indoor. Yeah. 
Yeah, dirty, dirty, sticky, yeah, 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 (laughs) exactly. Um, so what brought you to Salt Lake City then? And and have you been doing tours or, um, you know, like running like you know full runs or have you? What have you been seeing since thirteen? Yeah, so, um, I think really, you know, if I go on like my fish stats Mm -hmm. on Fishnatter, um fantasy tour um it's funny how like every year has almost ramped up exponentially from the former year (laughs) doubles itself every time (laughs) yeah yeah so um 2013 14 um handful of shows here and there um 2015 i actually lived in thailand that year otherwise i totally would have been at magna ball um Mm -hmm. it was really like such a disappointment um the only disappointment of my year living abroad was seeing the Magna Ball announcement because people still talk about how fantastic Magna Ball was, especially since, you know, that was the last festival. But um, moved back to the States in yeah. 16. Um, got, that was my first year going to Dick's. Haven't okay. missed a Dick's run since 16. Mm-hmm. Um, seven, 2017, I moved out to Utah right when Baker's Dozen started. So I missed that whole, um, (laughs) yeah, it's crazy too. I I like didn't even really understand how cool Baker's Dozen was until I um, went back and re-listened to all the shows like on the dates um, this past summer. I like did a like night by night. Oh, did you? Okay. This is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But then 2018, I was feeling pretty like steady and stable in my job out here. And I think... In 2018, I did 16 shows, like, all over East Coast, West Coast, Halloween. Mm. It was my first Halloween run. And then 2019, Vegas. Yeah, my first time in Vegas, my first time doing Halloween, and my birthday's November 2nd, so it was my first birthday show. Woohoo! Really fun weekend for me. I I bet it wasn't much fun at all. Yeah. (laughs) I was, like, super in my element that weekend, but then 2019, I did 19 shows in 19, so. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you set that up to make it happen, (laughs) or it just happened to happen? Um, 19 and 19? Yeah. Um, no, I was actually, like, sitting in a cabin, I want to say, with a group of friends, like, right before Christmas. We all went up to a friend's cabin in Vermont, and we were just chatting around the table, and I had the realization that I was doing 19 and 19. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I got. Were we at some of the same shows? Probably, I would imagine. That, what did you do well, for summer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Summer tour. I did Camden, SPAC, Fenway. Mm-hmm. And then I did Dick's. And then fall tour, uh, Providence, Nassau, Charleston. Nice, nice. Yeah, I well, for me, as far as the numbers are concerned, so for Mohegan Night, Mohegan was nuts. Oh, yeah, I love this. So, right, so <laughs> Mohegan, I wanted it was it night one that oh, that's what it was. So it was night one was going to be my 25th anniversary show. And if I had been able to get to Camden, it would have been my 125th show. And I'm like, can I make this happen? I'm like, trying. I'm like, dude, I'm going to eight shows this summer. Like, okay, okay. It, no, I can't go to Camden. <laughs> you know, just like jot down to Jersey real quick. But, you know, uh, I almost matched it up there, but not quite. But <laughs> so. Uh, well, something really, something really beautiful I learned um, in 2019 too, is that like too much of a good thing 
like we all want to be at all the fish shows and in theory that sounds amazing but like if you don't have the fullest energy to bring to that show like it it might not be worth it so trying to squeeze in those shows serotonin you have yeah Yeah. Yeah, right and like you know your sleeping schedule your your wallet like everything gets affected if you're trying to just cram so much in Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's what I liked about the summer tour, though, too, because we did Bangor, SPAC, F- no. Fenway Mohegan. Yeah, Fenway Mohegan. Was it in that order? Right? Yeah. Yeah, SPAC. Yeah. And so we have three kids, and so they came with us to first end of Bangor, and then we brought all of them to SPAC, and then, so they were able to come to three shows, but being where we were, we were able to go home, check in. You know, because we have we have an auntie who is it worked, like it worked perfectly for us because basically we lived in the middle of all of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So being able to like come in, yeah. go to go to work, go back, you know, back and forth, like ugh, I would, I would. But it's been like since 2016 since they pulled off somewhat of an East Coast tour. It didn't surprise me that this summer the closest they're getting is Atlantic City and Pennsylvania. You know, they're like really heavy on the West Coast, which you must be psyched for. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to hit at least a few of the shows. Um, I'm planning on doing the Gorge and then at least once a year I volunteer with Water Wheel. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm planning on uh, working the Water Wheel booth at the San Francisco shows this summer. So that'll be nice. Are they playing at, uh, was it Mountain View? Mountain View? They probably don't call it that anymore. Um, it's the Chase Center. It's actually a new venue. Oh. I don't really know much about it. Have you been to the Gorge before? I have. I've been to the Gorge the past two times Fish has played. Oh, it's the best. I haven't been there since, I did uh, 97, 98. I still have a big scar on my leg from jumping a fence. I think we were talking about <laughs> sneaking in shows earlier. <laughs> I think I stuck into one of those shows. <laughs> I definitely got my leg torn over. I probably should have had stitches that day, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> but I haven't been there since then. But the Gorge is incredible. It's like seeing a show overlooking the Grand Canyon or something. Like, I, I just, I, it's... Yeah, it's beautiful because I lived in Oregon oh for a few years too. So that show left a literal lasting impression on you. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So what? Um, so what are you doing in in uh, Salt Lake City? What brought you over there? Um, I'll be honest. I just followed some of my Vermont friends out here. Um, I mean, same, same, but different is um, a commonly used phrase in Thailand, <laughs> but could not. <laughs> That could not apply more here. Same, same, but different to mm-hmm. Vermont. Um, similar vibes uh, in terms of the mountains, skiing, uh, outdoor lifestyle. But uh, Utah and Vermont in many ways are also starkly different from one another. But I love it out here. Um, it's my first time living out west. I've been on the East Coast my whole life. So, yeah, um, I just work for a marketing tech company um, in Salt Lake proper. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's fun. It funds my fish habits. Nice. I've heard Salt Lake's beautiful. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's just lovely. Yeah, I was just I was just telling uh Ryan about that uh been to forty four states, all from fish store except for Arkansas, because that's where my mom is from, but everything else is from just traveling. And uh Utah is definitely in the top five. I is so stunning because we were there Park City, Utah in ninety six summer. 
uh, and the sound was awful, but... Except you got to drive to Wyoming if you want full-strength beer, but right. other than that, you're okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We had to get sponsors to get booze back then. Did you have to still get... Do, I mean, I'm assuming they don't do that anymore. Like, you have to go in a bar uh, could, and get a sponsor in order to get a drink. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what year that went away, but um, that was no longer by the time I moved here, thankfully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are still some wacky liquor laws here. It is getting better, though, I will say. So are you like, are you a photojournalist by trade or, you know, what got you into wanting to do Humans of uh, Fish? Because when I came across your thing, I'm, I, I've always loved the Humans of New York City project. And I'm like assuming there's probably other city projects that go on as far as that you know photojournalism piece is concerned that's the one that I know but so when I saw your Instagram feed uh, I mean um, page I knew it was you know lining up with what we do with our you know things are true that I forget as far as archiving fans stories and what we're up to so what got you into that piece yeah that's a great question um my one of my good friends out in Salt Lake City uh, his name's Camber. A couple of years ago, we were kind of pondering what we could do to be a little more immersed and involved in the fish community. Mm-hmm. And he had this really fun idea to start kind of a gag. Yeah, totally a gag mm-hmm. called the Fish Hotline. And the premise of the Fish Hotline was to set up a Google Voice number, which is essentially a free phone number mm-hmm. you can access through like the whole. Google Cloud. And so we made these business cards that said 98 Jam Fish, uh, all requests guaranteed. And they were like decked out in a really fun design. And they had some really fun copy on them saying, like, call this number to like report any wookery you see, like any songs you would like to hear the following night. Like just a, a really silly business card. And we made stickers and we'd hand them out to people being like fish hotline all requests guaranteed with hopes that we'd get people to call in and leave fun voicemails with like the songs they wanted to hear and what tour was that so we, this was 2018 okay mm-hmm. yeah summer 2018 we were passing out <laughs> being really silly at the end of every night trying to pass yeah, out talk do. to fans and pass out these business <laughs> cards like do. walking over to shake down <laughs> yeah. we looked like a bunch of fools I stood um, in the middle anyways, of the street at Albany with with business cards and stickers, just being like, "Who likes podcasts? You like podcasts?" Like, like literally in the middle of the street. So I hear where you're coming from. So go ahead. <laughs> it was after the yeah, show. That was that was us, but our message was way less uh, straightforward than yeah. yours. <laughs> um, so, so um, I mean, the stickers and the business cards still exist. They're just way more of a gag than us trying to turn it into like a fun project of some kind. Hey, it freaking worked, man. I can't even get like your followers. You have like 5,000 followers. I've been at this for two years and what I do and I have like 1,500. So yeah, whatever you're doing works. So go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> you're kicking ass. <laughs> well, the, the, the hotline was, was not so hot, if you will, <laughs> but um. We still bring the business cards around because it's really fun. And, you know, everybody loves, like, getting something yeah. at a concert, right? Like, oh, I love yeah. getting stickers. I love getting trinkets. Like, whatever you've got for me, I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be thrilled about it. But anyway, the, the vision for the Fish Hotline was, like, so, not wait. exactly lining up with um, reality. Can and you I wanted check to pivot. the hotline? Can you, you uh, can't check the hotline, unfortunately. That was the original idea, though, was that we were going to, like, 
have the voicemails up so everybody could hear them. Yeah. And so it'd be a little more interactive, but we never got that far. I just have oh, a bunch of man, like. Man, I bet there's some prime <laughs> voicemails on there. I have some pretty spun out voicemails of <laughs> yeah. people just being idiots at like campsites and at bars after well, shows. Yeah, so. as, as you do. Wait a minute. Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. So you were able to listen to the voicemails? No. Like, no. We're no, not. We, we can, but like the, they live on my phone. Oh. I haven't found a way to share them. Like the project didn't get off the ground because okay. we just didn't have all the pieces lined up <laughs> to make this an interactive thing. You know what? Stay tuned, though. This We could we could circle back around to the right? thought line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, Do you remember anything in particular so, from anybody calling in on that that you can think of that you're just like, what? Like, um, we. So some of the fish hotline stickers have been like put up in bars and stuff, and I've gotten a couple. I've gotten a couple of voicemails over the past couple of years where people will be like, you know what? Fuck fish. I don't want to hear any fish music. Stop playing fish. And I'm gonna be like, all right. All right. Somebody's at a bar and they're pissed off about this sticker. So yeah, because probably because someone played a 27 minute long reprise, right? Yeah, tweezer yeah, oh, yeah, on tweezer, the jukebox. Yeah. On the jukebox, yeah. yeah. So, got a couple of those. Some of them are like total garble. Um, <laughs> I had a, like a group of friends team up and like all four of them called back to back one night um, asking for Uncle Pen. We're like, well. All requests guaranteed, but probably not that request. <laughs> it's unlikely. <laughs> so anyway, this hotline, um, expectations versus reality there. Just it wasn't as interactive. We couldn't figure out how to make it like as interactive for the fan base as we wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And that was like really the whole the whole like heart and drive and initiative behind like wanting to do something was to really like make it fun and interactive and um, explore the community that way. So mm-hmm. um, I really love photography and actually my friend Camber loves photography too. And um, just thinking about other ways to get involved in the community. I, one day it dawned on me, like how fun would it be to do humans of New York, but with fish fans. Mm-hmm. And um, actually there's, there is somebody out there who has um, the Instagram handle humans of fish. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't met him. I tried reaching out to him. I think it's a him. Mm-hmm. Tried reaching out to him. Um, Cause my idea like really aligned with his, but his is a lot more casual. Like he pulls his phone out of his pocket and like snaps a, a pick at a show mm-hmm. kind of like carries on with his night. But I really wanted mine to be like as formal feeling as the humans of New York project. Mm-hmm. So um, I have a whole, I have a whole system in place now. And a lot of it was trial and error, but um, that summer tour of 2018, I decided to bring my nice DSLR camera onto lot. And before the show, just walk around shakedown, the shakedown street uh, at commerce city is awesome. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. just rows and rows. Um, and like the sun is shining. It's just like such a fun time. I love getting there super early before the shows. Yeah, I've heard I've heard Dix is off the charts with the uh, with the lot. I haven't been there. I did Red Rocks back in the day, but not Dix. Someday, someday we'll do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, this year's the ten year anniversary, so oh, I see it. <laughs> Could be your year, right? You never know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So let's see, Dix Run twenty eighteen, um, Friday night. Um, I'm always like the logistical point person. I've like got everybody's tickets. I'm like arranging. 
pre oh, you're the mama. Your mama. <laughs> I'm that person. Yeah. So Friday night at Dick's, it was like a logistical nightmare for whatever reason. Saturday night, the same thing happened. And then Sunday, I rolled up to lot with my camera. I hadn't taken any photos yet that weekend. And I was so tired. And I, I almost had no energy even to like walk into the venue. Mm -hmm. And I turned to my friend Camber and I was like, Camber, I just can't do it. I like can't take photos. I, I can't do it. And he was like, here, give me your camera. And so he grabs my camera and he starts waltzing around lot not even stopping people, just taking their photos. Like people would see the camera. They'd like give him, you know, throw him a cheesy smile. He'd snap a pic. And within half an hour, he came back to me with my camera and he had taken like a hundred photos. Wow. Maybe more. Mm -hmm. And he was like, we've got some good stuff on there. That'll be some material. We'll get started with that. Like, don't worry. We're going to get this started. Yeah. So we, we walk in and we have a blast of a Sunday night at Dick's and, you know, the next weekend, I'm sitting at home and I'm going through the photos and I realize there's a whole bunch of great content, but I don't have any information from anyone. Yeah. So I threw up all the photos on Facebook on, there's some really popular Facebook groups like Addicted to Fish. Yeah. And um, Fish to that Tour 2014 and Fish Jakes. Yeah, and, I, mm -hmm. I love that Fish Tour 2014 is just stuck in 2014. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because that was also like my first. 15, but it just didn't work. It just stuck in 2014. This tour 2014 is one of my favorite groups. And also that was like my first year running around during summer tours. So I love that. Like that, yeah. <laughs> that Facebook group was like when I started really getting into right. fish, like it I, stuck there with me. I joined yeah. the group anyway. on the 2014 tour. It's the, it, it, it's the only one there is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and Jason and I have like, before I did the podcast, it was like these, like his and her Facebook groups that we wouldn't be in the same Facebook groups. But then I did the podcast and now, now I'm on all the groups just cause I'm, you know, promoting the, the podcast kind of thing. But, uh, but that one's huge and yeah, they never changed it. So, and Jay is a sweetheart, the admin who, who runs it. He's, he's great. So, um, yeah, he's super nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I threw those photos up there and I was like, everybody, ID yourselves, ID your friends. I'm just looking for the people in these photos. And wow. like, within 30 minutes, I had the names and contact <gasps> info of everybody. Shut up. No way. Yeah. It happened so quickly. What? That wow. first round. Yeah. Like lightning. And so I reached out to people huh. and everyone's so enthusiastic. They start sending over their their um like quotes to accompany their photos yeah and before i knew it i had like two months worth of content for this new photojournalism instagram and facebook page i was trying to launch so um, wow really like so many thanks to my friend camber for helping me get there because that uh, that first day of me trying to do it i like didn't have it in me and he was like no 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 we've got this so once um once i got some photos up and, you know, started getting a little bit of engagement. Then that was really when, like, the trial and error process kicked in. Um, I brought my camera to Vegas that year for the Halloween run. Um, I brought my camera to MSG. And then by 2019, oh, I brought my camera to the Trey Acoustic Shows in Boulder. Mm. And then by 2019, um, I had, like, 1,500 followers. And I had run out of content by, like, March. And so the, the account sat um, pretty dormant for a few months. Mm -hmm. And then when summer tour kicked off, I had a bunch of stickers made. I rolled up to every show, like ready to take pictures, ready to figure out how to connect with people. And pretty much 2019, um, 
it's just been growing and developing at a really constant rate. And now when I go to take someone's photo, they get so excited because they know I don't like have to give them my spiel. They like know what I'm there to do. They like know that I'm the humans of fish and it's really fun. And I've met so many lovely people this way. It's been such a fantastic way to like be a social butterfly out in the community, but like with a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm like I said, I'm super impressed. I can't get over how quick that's that that's gone for you. It's hard to get Instagram uh, followers. It's definitely, you know, yeah. Kudos to you on that one. And, well, and I was saying, so I was scrolling through them, and I'm like, look, 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 and I'm like, oh, I recognize that person, recognize that person, and whatnot. But it, it's funny. So my the place next door, my at my where I live, uh, went up for sale, and a developer you know, person bought it. And so he was going to rent it out. And coincidentally, I'm like driving by and they're doing like a tour for like whoever's renting it. And I look at him and I'm like, that's the Fishman Donut Cape guy. I'm like, what? Like, why is he? Like, and turns out he ended up moving in next door. And so when I was like scrolling through yourself, I'm like, hey, there's Chris. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> like, small world. Because he was the only one that I really knew out of everybody as far as like uh, their story is concerned. So when you're going through and are you asking specific questions to them or are they just offering up stories? Like how are you exactly like, do you have like a form that people are filling out? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. Um, so this is really the biggest part of the trial and error process um, for this project. Um, 2018 six, I rolled up onto lot with like a little notepad and a pen thinking that I could get oh quotes God. from people on the spot. Yeah, and yeah. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. nobody's thoughts are very clear moments before they're walking into a fish show. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, it's very rare at least. Yeah. Um, and even if, you know, even if you're you're totally clear and clairvoyant, you might just be too excited to like compose your thoughts exactly the way you want to. Mm-hmm. So at the very most, um, when I take someone's photo, uh, I might get their contact info on the spot if it's easy for me. If I'm in a rush, I'll just be like, look for your photo online later and like cross my fingers and hope for the best. Oh, um, okay. I've actually taken, I've taken a, a handful of photos of people and I've never connected with them mm-hmm. um, just based on the cadence that I'm working with when I'm on lot. Like, am I in a rush? Am I chill? How much time do we have until the show? Um, are you bringing like your big camera your, or are you just doing your iPhone or whatever? No. One of the rules for the project is, um, you know, really sharp, clear photos with my nice uh, digital camera. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to keep it like the professional grade. And also like people take a real camera seriously too. You know, like everybody's gotcha. got their iPhone. Yeah. Everybody can be a photographer when your phone is in your pocket. But like when you pull out the camera, like people feel like it's a real moment for them to like step out in front of the lens yeah, and like yeah. get their feature. So it's kind of fun, the psychology behind having the camera with you, but um, yeah, so normally it's on lot and occasionally I can bring it into a show. Um, sometimes that gets tricky, like um, with like photographer permits and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, when, when I volunteer for water wheel though, it's really easy to just bring my stuff in with me. Um, I'm giving away all my trade secrets now. Yeah, right. But, yeah. <laughs> well, like this is this is how I cheat the system. 
Uh, yeah, well, you know what? I mean, we, you know, you gotta, you gotta work, work. I mean, it's not a gene system. Make it till yeah. you make it. Baby. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it, it's funny for me. So I, I get all this stuff, and you know, stickers and all those sort of things. So I was talking about like Albany after the first night, which was what was eighteen, I believe, Albany there, and um. This after the first night, I'm like literally in the middle of the street, just handing the things out, you know, feeling really good, laughing, whatever. And like, so I get, I, it, it's the weirdest thing. I get on to lot, and I don't know. It's not even necessarily because it's not like I'm getting all like, you know, mocked up for shows these days or anything like that. But it's like I get on to lot, and I'm like. I get like reserved. It's a really weird thing. I, I, I know. I know Jason's looking at me like, what? You get reserved. But like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not like, I need to be better about this because I'm hearing what you're saying on this. And I think it's definitely, I have to be more forthcoming when I'm. Yeah. But when you're there at the same time, you kind of just want to be there. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, to hear yeah. her, what she's been going through and how, you know, much you've, been involved in making it happen when you're actually there yeah well self-promotion's a little strange it sometimes is, it is it is hard like listen to me you know <laughs> but yeah. there's there's totally um like a happy balance there somewhere and also mm-hmm. the difference between me and you is me walking up to people being like hey let me feature you Versus like, ah. hey, listen to my podcast. Like sure. everybody wants to talk about themselves and everybody like wants a great photo. Like mm. it's really easy. Mm-hmm, I'm not mm-hmm. doing very much work aside from like I'm the vessel for the photos, but like rarely does somebody turn down the chance to have a photo taken, you know, like everybody loves a good photo. Yeah, yeah. Now, are you finding when they're telling a story? So so what I was connecting with you about and uh, a lot of our, you know, listeners who have been with us for a bit now is, so my original project was a tour story book that was, I was going to call Things Are True That I Forget. And uh, so it was, I had started this whole thing. It was during Baker's Dozen. I passed, I like printed out like a hundred notes and I folded them all up the way we did in the 90s, like all like in a triangle. And I passed out notes and I like Tom helped me on under the scale. And as far as like, a um, you know, having people, call, you know, email me and this and that. But people were not like I want maybe I wanted like the dirty stuff that people didn't want to tell me because everybody's like adulting now and whatnot. But I was having a hard time. I got some great stories. It's not that I didn't, but I was having a hard time. People uh, I was having a hard time with people really telling me like full yeah, truth one of the juicy stuff yeah 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 like i'm like yeah i joke about it but i'm like People i don't want to self-incriminate yeah 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 <laughs> but i was like oh it's you know anonymous and this and that but when someone's just sending a random you know quote-unquote anonymous story to some random What's the fun e- in that? well yeah yeah so it wasn't really going the way i wanted it to as far as that piece is concerned so when you are asking people their stories what like, you know, to kind of round back around to, uh, to come back around to what I'd asked just a little bit ago, but like, do you have like a set questions after you connect with them that they fill out? Yes. Or, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of. Yeah. We, what I, I got on a tangent there and I, mm. I lost, no, I lost sorry. the, it's the a podcast. Uh, d- d- yeah. moving in. No, no podcast. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So sometimes when I take someone's photo and, you know, after the run or the, the weekend or whatnot, and we connect. They will come to me being like, I've got it. I've got my future. I'm ready for you. Mm. And that 
is the best type of feature for me because usually those are the most unique stories mm. when they've like already been weaving the narrative of what they want to say and what they want to share like mm-hmm. well in advance like those are the true storytellers mm-hmm. there um and that's not to say uh that the other forms of pulling the story from someone aren't just as great or as valid but i think sometimes people get really caught up in the idea of like well which story should i go with or i have so many it's like analysis paralysis Mm. um so i try to let people organically come to me with what they want to share and if they if they can't manage that um i have a, a list of questions um maybe like 10 or so questions And they're pretty open-ended and broad and a bit vague. And I'll send them the questions. And I'll also say, please don't outright answer these questions. But think about them and like the first memories that come to your mind when you read over these. Go with that. Just start writing and don't overthink it because I'm your editor. So it doesn't Mm. need to be perfect. Like Mm -hmm. you could send me five disjointed stories and I will tie it all up in a beautiful little bow for you. And we'll make your story, you know, as one one full feature will make it really epic and will make it sound crisp. Sure. sure. I so, think, mm-hmm. um, yeah, all that to say, um, when people get in their head about it, I just try to walk them back down and out to say like, just write, just let your thoughts flow. We'll, we'll, you know, bring it all together later, but like, just give me what is in your mind. Cause like, I can't pull that from you on my own. Like I need you to do the writing. Mm-hmm. I can do all the editing and, sprucing up but um well and i guess yeah, some, some people it's oh, i'm sorry no no you go ahead you go ahead some people it's a lot harder than others yeah that well so that's i think that that was a bit of a problem with what i was going with too so because I'm, I'm a fairly good writer and so i think that was a thing too is that so i had a couple of friends who were like i've got stories for days but like I'm, i can't i don't have time and i can't sit down and write this out so it even sounds like intelligent or i'm spelling things correctly or like you know do you take your photos mostly pre-show or post-show ah it's another good one they all look pretty fresh in her picture so i was gonna say i feel like you know the answer to that <laughs> no nobody nobody wants their photo taken after a fish concert come on nobody <laughs> I mean, come on, catch I me mean, around midnight after like Providence. Are you kidding me? Twist things like, then I'll tell you a story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these pictures take care, take care of himself. <laughs> I was sitting with a group of friends on New Year's Eve this year, and you know, so there are set breaks, and like during the first set. Uh, first set break, people would be like, let's all get a group picture. Let's all get a group picture. And then by second set, everybody was like, oh, like maybe not so many photos. Or like, do we have to? And then, you know, by the time the show is over, like if anyone's trying to get a photo, I'm like, you can just put that phone right back in your pocket because right. you are not getting a photo well, that might be a fun little. That might be a fun little side project. <laughs> Humans of fish after show. Like <laughs> <the> side one. <laughs> Yeah, we've joked about like a creature is a fish. There you go. Yeah. They exist. We have all seen them. Yes. Sunglasses save me sometimes. Again, not that I'm getting too wonky these days. You look like the Momo wearing sunglasses in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. That's not a dead giveaway. It was much better. So I was like, uh, 2001 MSG. We're having a real good time. 2001, really? 
oh Jesus, 2011 MSG, thank you, 2011 MSG, and I go out, like run out to the bathroom, and I walk past, and I, I know who I was, I maybe, but I, you know, I had a cute little, you know, fish girl outfit on, whatever, but that might have been like, you know, the mascara smeared possibly or something like that. Anyway, it was like, mascara it was, yeah, you know, like, you know, you're sweating and you're dancing and whatever. I didn't have my sunglasses on, or at least it was just in my head. Anyway. So I like walk past like the vendors and they're just like looking, I was like, Oh my God, I need to go back in my sunglasses. And I went back and it's got it. Cause you didn't have shoes on. I wore shoes to the <laughs> bathroom. Just oh, not oh, right. inside yeah, okay. the venue. <laughs> I have, I am guilty of not wearing shoes to the bathroom. You know what? I have done it. I have done it. I'll tell you, so a hundred shows, literally a hundred shows without shoes. I was, until I met Jason, I was. It drives me crazy. Grossed him out. And, but, but, so then he bought my shoes and then randomly we would find the shoes like stuffed in a wall and like, I just could not keep them on me. But now I have like these fantastic sequence, red sequence, uh, flip gold shoes from their kids. Yeah, I wear those all the time. They're not the greatest for my back, but they work. But I lost them for a long time. I just I've been running security for too long to tolerate people running around in giant venues with no shoes. (laughs) But I just got to be quiet, I guess. Well, I will say, no, you won. You won. I put the freaking shoes on. But I'll say like the only thing that ended up happening, though, when I actually had shoes, those first like that first year I twisted my ankle I actually cut my foot do you remember that on yeah, glass this is not the shoes problem <laughs> yeah. do you see are you still a barefoot warrior or do you still uh not have shoes that shows who me yeah 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 mm-hmm. oh I'm sorry um well I I have one really solid anecdote about not wearing shoes at a show mm-hmm. it, it's fairly uncommon for me but um i could have been featured on the creatures of fish page in this one particular instance um it was <laughs> this past year friday night at camden um if you're familiar with how that weekend went down since you weren't there Poor. there was a huge rain delay mm-hmm. because there was a huge storm that rolled through um and it, it rolled through in two waves too so like Absolute downpour, absolute downpour, let up for a second. Everybody, you know, comes out from their like crawl spaces of where they were hiding. <laughs> and then the downpour happens again. And we all had lawn tickets. Um, I was with a group of like 15 friends. So lawn was totally the way to go. And we're all, we just had to accept it. Like we were, we were stuck in the rain and there was, we had nowhere to go. Yeah. And I was wearing um some, some sneakers, some like head like sneakers. And they had puddles in them, like actual puddles. Oh. And then finally the rain starts, the, sh- or the rain stops, the show starts, um, you know, it starts to get dark. The lawn is still wet. We're dancing. We're trying to dry off. We're having a good time. And I have to go to the bathroom and I go to put on my shoes, but there are still puddles in my shoes. And I was like, you know what? Nope. I'm leaving these shoes behind and I am walking myself to the bathroom and my partner looked at me and he was like, you've got to be kidding me. And I was like, no, no, no. I'll see you later. Yeah. And I ditched my shoes and I walked down to the bathroom. Everything is soaked. There are puddles in the bathroom. It's disgusting and muddy and I could not care less. And this is the part where I become a real creature of fish. <laughs> in, in the bathroom stall, somebody has left their weed pen sitting like on top of um, like the toilet paper dispenser. Uh-huh. And 
I pick, I pick it up and I look at it and it has a full cartridge and I was like, <gasps> yes, <Score! laughs> ground, ground score. <laughs> and um, so still soaking wet. And now with some random person's weed pen, I run back up to my look friend group. Look <laughs> Barefoot. Yeah. Barefoot being like, guys, I found this weed pen in the bathroom and everybody smoked it. <laughs> Nobody was like, you're disgusting, Kylie. Like, yeah. maybe that was their no. first thought. No, yeah. And then they were the like, hero. Well, I want to hit the weed pen. So, um, yeah, creature of fish. <laughs> it happens. It makes it, you know, we do hey, things. <laughs> when it's pouring rain and you're in the lawn, sure, no shoes is perfectly acceptable. <laughs> the bathroom, that's a little borderline. Uh, you know. But like, I said I was crossing the border. Uh, and, you know, it makes makes for a great story in the portland civic center or the dunkin donut center or providence or, or msg Square Garden. or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <sighs> maybe uh, shoes no. maybe shoes oh. maybe shoes need apply here <laughs> see oh. and now i can go to fish shoes at fish shoes jesus i can go to fish shows and dance with shoes on I really try so for the dad or any affiliates further or whatever i really i do try i start off and I try with shoes on. I cannot dance. Well, to the, dead the with problem shoes is, on. Donnie, mm. when Donnie gets excited, I, I call it wagging her tail because you can see her. She's like antsy in the pantsy. Like she's wagging her tail. Like, oh, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta, go, I gotta dance. <laughs> and then there's a short, like maybe once we're in the spa, I guess. I don't know. I guess maybe, maybe this is just my problem and I should just let you take your shoes off. <laughs> but, oh. This is coming from a guy who doesn't take his shoes off in his own house. Yeah, ever. So. In the grass. I remember one time, we, what we were at, like, all good festival, and you were like, ow, on the grass. I'm like, what? You're like, that's a sharp piece of grass. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, we have totally different feet here. <laughs> it's fine. It really sounds like you two just need to meet in the middle, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Well, I mean, I feel like we've kind of gotten, we've kind of gotten there. We're, yeah. We're, yeah, we're wrong with I, that. I just accept the fact that I, there's nothing I could do. Yeah, you're just, yeah, you're just married to a barefoot <laughs> Just skews me out. Right. <laughs> Gives me the willies. Right? Um, well, maybe maybe the lyric, uh, take care of your shoes, is telling us all we need to take them off while we're dancing in order to properly take care of them. I like that. I like that theory. Except for who's that one time I was, I was like right in the beginning when Jason was like shoe training me. We were at a we were at a small like theater up in Portland, Maine, and uh, I somehow I took my shoes off and I literally stuck them. There was like a hole in the wall in the staircase, and like our friends came up to Jason was like, "Are these like your wife's shoes? Like we've found them in the hallway." And I'm like, "Oh God." I try. I try. But anyway, so uh, we're going to take a quick break and we are going to come back because I know there was a uh, someone specifically you want to speak about. And uh, yeah, we have some more from there. All right, we are back with Kylie Fitch from the Humans of Fish uh, Photojournalist Project. And so we've been chatting about uh, how Kylie got into this and uh, our similarities between the uh, Things Are True That I Forget project that we are doing and uh, Kylie's photo. Yes. Did Uh you bring up uh, the one about our neighbor? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we talked about earlier with the. I mean, during the show. Yeah, yeah. This show, you yes. brought it up. Yes. Was Maybe you ran to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> Talk about so, right? I, don't, I don't know if we, I don't know if we got into detail about Chris, but he's pretty noteworthy. He is. He is. I will say that I'm like super sad. Like I said, when, well, so we met him actually at Jason's first show and really, really connected with him. And so when I was like driving by one day and he's in the backyard, I'm like, no way. Like, <laughs> you can't miss him. He's got a giant fisherman cape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And coincidentally, <laughs> coincidentally to sort of, you know, tie in to what you and I were talking about, we're going to talk about in just a moment there is that so he actually really, really looks uh, a lot like one of my like closest, closest friends who, a uh, huge, huge fish fed. And like we did tour for years and years and he lived with me and like in my truck and in my apartments and you know, all of it. His name is Timmy Cooper. And actually we're coming up on his 10 year anniversary of him, of him passing. Uh, Cause he passed away in the beginning of um, October of 2010. So that tour, we were on tour and that's when I met Chris and him and Timmy look a lot alike. So um, kind of like, you know, rolling into this archiving of our family's, you know, history and talking about everybody, you know, there's a big piece of this is also there's some sadder stories and darker stories and whatnot. And, um, and I think it's important to add these pieces to our journey. For those of us who are, are, you know, trying to document them, you know, and um, so for me this year, uh, we're gonna do this with Timmy this year and whatnot. But uh, so for you, are have you? How's it been for you bumping into people that may have stories that aren't so full of joy, or aren't so, or maybe start off full of joy and now they're, you know, struggling or or whatnot. Yeah, usually it's not so obvious, um, like at the forefront of taking people's photos. Mm -hmm. Um, there's always a lot of like, there's a lot of joy in the moment. You know, everybody's having a nice time before the show. And I've had a good handful of people open up to me, um, when I'm finally getting the, the feature from them, like the quote part to accompany their picture. So usually people stick with the highlight reel, if you will. Sure. But occasionally people like to keep it really real. And they'll share, um, like, the darker components of being a fan of music and how it's affected their life in certain ways. And um, there was also this one fan in particular uh, that I, I seemed to run into everywhere I went. Um, her name was Johanna. Uh, the first time I photographed her was in Vegas of 2018. She was always dressed to the nines and, like, really epic outfits. Um, she always looked like a total wild child in the best way possible, colorful and vibrant. And um, tried to take a photo of her in Vegas. Um, it didn't come out as clear as I wanted to. We were in a casino and the lighting was dark. And mm -hmm. um, she had like super wild, blonde, curly hair. She, she was so hard to miss. But um, on lot in Camden the following summer, I spotted her from a distance and I ran up to her and I was like, Johanna, I, I took your photo last fall, but it, it, it didn't turn out. Like, can I try taking your photo again? It's amazing and that I you recognized her from across the way. She she definitely like imprinted on you. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And we had connected on Facebook. She wanted those photos from Vegas, but I just didn't have anything of quality to give her. So Mm -hmm. we had chatted a bit, but I got a really great photo of her in Camden. And then, um, you know, two nights later at SPAC, I ran into her in the pit. And then two nights later, um, outside of Fenway, I ran into her in line for Pink Talking Fish for their after party. Oh, yeah. And we just kept crossing paths. And I was so excited to feature her. Got her phone number. We were texting for quite a while. And I was really trying to like get all the pieces um, of the story together to feature her. And for whatever reason, I just couldn't make it happen with her. Like she'd send me like disjointed bits or she'd be distracted or what have you. And I'd always be like, all right, no worries. We'll circle back around to this down the road. Mm -hmm. And we did that a few times. We were in correspondence. I wouldn't get the full story that, you know, I was personally after. So Mm -hmm. sometimes I have a vision that I hold on to. Like I really want to get to a certain level of content, if you will. And anyway, I knew that she was still in the queue. Her photo um, it was a photo of her with two of her friends and this picture was in the queue, but I still didn't have everything I wanted. And, um, one night I jumped on Facebook before bed and I saw some weird content coming up on Facebook around, around Johanna. And I found myself on her page and, um, I was seeing like rest in peace posts and, um, it was very alarming and really shocking. Um, even as somebody who wasn't, you know, particularly close to her, we had formed enough of a rapport while we were chatting that she had offered up space in her like future Airbnbs to me and was just so kind and warm hearted and generous and genuine. And how old was anyways, she? Um, I'm 28 and I have a feeling she was right around my age, like yeah. maybe early 30s. But um, anyway, I come to find out that she had um, like just recently passed away from an overdose before I had the chance to feature her. And Mm. it was really rattling to my core because it was the first time that I really had um, the perspective to understand that you can run around and you can talk to people and it can be really lighthearted and joyous and a nice time, but you're barely just skimming the surface with all of these real people who have real lives and real problems of varying degrees. And, um, I didn't feature Johanna, um, in her lifetime and that made me so sad, but I reached out to her friends, um, who were in the photo with her. And within a few days we crafted a memorial post honoring her life. And we used pieces of what I did get from her to feature a a part of her story and her words. And it felt really nice and special. And I was, like really glad I could do that for her and her friends. Um, Cause obviously everybody wants to remember her in her best light. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was such a real moment for me and it put, you know, my whole little project into perspective. Like all these people I'm talking to are like so real and half the time, you know, I'm not going to see the, the full spectrum of what their life looks like. And so when people open up about, some of the darker pieces of their history, you know, fish or not. Um, it's really special because people really need to hear those stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really reminds them that they're not alone in their own personal trauma and struggles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times I feel like, you know, when we're at fish, well, I mean, it's, I'm like, Oh, we're at our best self, but 
in some ways we well, are. You are you know? yeah. yeah, you know, like if like if it's something like you have an addiction or if you have this and that. I mean, granted, yes, there you're gonna see people who are struggling. You know, I feel like I know now from difference from when it was in. You know, when I first started in 94, 95, you know, those years that everybody was so much younger. And so there was just this free, I don't want to say like free, just let yourself go. But there was more of that. It was just sort of let yourself go and be all fucked up the show and this and that. Where now we're all somewhat adulting. And so you're not seeing as, I'm not seeing as much as I did back in the day as far as people just, you know, falling apart sort of thing. So for the most part, what I see is, you know, people at their best, you know, on at home in a way. Well, I feel like now it's, you know, people are going to the shows. Like we know what shows we're going to do this year. We're planning for it. We're going to make it happen. And there's a lot of planning, you know, in the nineties, there was, you know, played a hundred shows in a year or whatever the hell. And then, you know, pick and choose as you go. But now it's like, Something to look forward to, an, mm-hmm. an event like you're there. You're almost you're on vacation, really, mm-hmm. you're with your family. Yeah, you know? yep, exactly. And there's, but there's like a lot of people who have been part of this family who have uh, not made it. You know, and and as I was saying, my one of my best best friends, Timmy Cooper, who like I said, I mean, he just deserves. He's probably going to be a two episode uh, <laughs> female centric uh, podcast because this guy was just he, he drunk was, and stupid. Uh, drunk and stupid, Timmy Cooper. <laughs> like he was just one of a kind, and and uh, he brought my entire family together. As far as my fish family is concerned, like we uh, we've been sort of you know called ourselves kids for life, and it's been this for. 25 years now and now all of us have had kids and all of our kids are, are hanging out now and this is this big piece to it and uh so when it comes to you know and 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 he's just but one that we've lost because you know fortunately and you know however or fun unfortunately how you look at it with this community there it also comes with people who party and they take it too far and and then we end up you know, I've, I've, I've uh, probably all of us have lost somebody to to an overdose or uh, something along those lines. Um, so, I mean, is she? Have you? And you said you you have featured her on your on your page. I did, yeah. I featured her a couple months ago, right after she passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was nice to see the post. Uh, it cir- circulated quite a bit around Facebook with everybody. Um, like paying their respects and sharing their memories and their favorite stories of her and really just like loving on her um, in the digital space, but in a way that everybody could see it and share in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I know that you had um, mentioned to her and I looked at uh, our mutual friends. Of, I, had, I hadn't met her before, but I've interviewed four people that we have mutual friends with and then I you know knew obviously the rest of them kind of thing so I mean she's obviously I'm sure I've passed her and passed her at some point in time kind of thing but you know yeah it's a and but this is but this is this is what makes what you're doing so important because you're honoring her life and 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 making uh who she was important and and uh you know, gifting her friends and her family that piece of it. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it's very tragic that, you know, she passed and she's no longer with us. But, 
it's also awesome that what's going to happen in 30 years, like this is still all going to exist. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I bet anyone will still the be able to commemorate her too. Yeah. Well, not even just that, but well, you know, people are going to pass between now and then, but like, you know, I'm sure people from the sixties, seventies and eighties would love to have something like this. Right. Yeah. Just wouldn't even exist. How yeah. could it, you know? That's a good point. And mm -hmm. now like, here you are. And I mm -hmm. think it's an, it's, it's an awesome thing that you're doing. Like, you know, aside from the internet collapsing, yeah, we're, and then we're all toast, but. Yeah. <laughs> it is cool though, to like commemorate these moments and, um, you know, like perfectly preserve a, a snapshot of someone like in, in a moment at a show and like their thoughts and their feelings and their emotions. And you can always circle back around and, I don't know. It's really fun to read through people's stories. I mean, I, I edit these stories. I've read them a million times, but I still scroll through the pictures all the time. And um, when it comes to some of the darker aspects of the music community too, um, you know, there's just, I think especially with fish, there's such a heavy level of escapism that can happen. And so mm -hmm. people are like reaching the apex of escapism when they're at a fish show. Mm -hmm. But really we should just be taking the yeah. beauty of a fish show and carrying it into the moments of our, you know, daily lives that could use a little more of that. Mm -hmm. um, but like a positive spin. Mm -hmm. um, so like carrying that joy out the door with us when we leave the venue at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's it. Do you know Tara Lee Weathers? I do. I've, I've featured her. Oh, did you? Yeah. She's amazing. I went to, I, she like literally, changed my life last year literally i went to i went to one of her uh retreats so i had her on the podcast and her and i really connected and and so i went to one of her retreats up in vermont and it completely like changed everything that was going on for me at the time like i left for that retreat broken and i came back and it was like my mom i was talking to my mom on the way back she's like I haven't heard it. She was just crying because she's like, Don, I haven't heard you in months. Like, because I was just, I had lost a job. It was just like a big thing that I was going through. And, and it's, you know, I mean, you fix yourself, but Tara Lee is just so full of love, you know, and like, you know, so positive and all that. So to, to I'm glad. I remember I saw your, your piece on her. Of course you have, because she's just glorious and all her <laughs> love. I love yeah, her. Yeah, I, I, love to spend more time with her she seems so delightful and um from my time in vermont we actually have a good handful of mutual friends um like not specifically related to the fish community but mm -hmm. more so the burlington community mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. awesome awesome well so kylie thank you so much for joining us i think i i really look forward to seeing where your project goes and i feel like this is something that just can keep you know, moving forward as far as there's there's so many, we're a bunch of clowns or not yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Will you please consider creatures of fish like subgroups? <laughs> just just think about it. That's like the Patreon. <laughs> Somebody has to, you have to pay for that. You'll get money for it. I'm telling you. 
Yeah, when I reach a, a certain level of following, we'll we'll do a branch off. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I was, It'll become the, the side project of Humans of Fish. Yeah, well, I was I was asking Ryan. I'm like, so can we do some sort of like voice modulation or something like where people can call in and really tell us about the really weird stories that they have or whatever? And he said yes. So uh, so we'll eventually get there with like the you know somebody calling in and being like, well, yeah, at the rest stop. Then I met this stripper. Yeah. And I brought her on tour and she loved it. <laughs> Whatever, you know. <laughs> no way. I'm just throwing an idea out there, you know. That probably happened. You know that did. <laughs> Somebody has that story. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Somebody. And you know, once you get the voice modulator, we can team up and we can collaborate. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, but also at some point, I'll have to feature the two of you. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the summer, so if you're coming out this, oh well, if are you you said you're going to Atlantic City. I will be there. Yes, we're doing it. That's our wedding anniversary. We have to. And you know what? We're all going to be barefoot. Yes, Jason. No shoes. No shoes. Not me. <laughs> oh my Jason, damn, this includes you. <laughs> all right, I'll try. <laughs> It'll hey! Be, it'll be adorable. There'll be sand between our toes. It'll be fine, baby. Are you singing a country song? <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right. So, Kylie, thank you so much. I, I appreciate you yeah. uh, being on the show. And, uh, yeah, we will we'll dance and we'll be barefoot soon, sooner than later. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Awesome. Awesome. All right. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for joining us for our 47th episode of Female Centrics. And uh, we want to thank our guest, Kylie Fitch of Humans of Fish. And you can check her out on Instagram and Facebook. And um, thank you, Jason, for co-hosting. Bye-bye. Oh, uh, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. And we're going to bring back Carter Price. It's (laughs) coming. It's a cup. You say that as if I had a choice. <laughs> you just dragged in here. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we just want to remind you guys uh, to uh, that we are part of the Osiris Podcast Network, and you can check out uh, a whole bunch of different other podcasts, a lot of uh, fish podcasts and some Grateful Dead, but we also have an amazing new one with uh, David Crosby, Freak Flag Flying, which is a five-episode series, and um, we have Under Scales, and yeah, a whole bunch more. So check us out at osirispod.com, and uh, please, if you are loving Female Centrics, please give us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your Podcasts. So. Do, do you ever do any teasers of future episodes? No, because we never have them recorded, but we will someday, maybe. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, we do have some. No, 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 no. We're not teasing those. Well, we, we've got some big ones coming up, guys. Nope. There's a special guest. There, there's some special guests coming up. Super cool. Anyway. They okay. play. They don't play anything. All right. We love you guys. Peace. <laughs>